Hello and welcome to the Smart Witch Podcast and thank you so much for joining me. Today we are going to talk about the difference between goals and intentions because this time of year in particular, which is in the Northern Hemisphere, um, just the very beginning of spring. We just had the spring equinox a couple days ago on March 20th when the sun entered Aries. And around this time of year, which we consider as witches to be the beginning of creation season, we hear a lot of these terms thrown around. We hear manifesting, setting intentions, setting goals, planting seeds. And the truth is that these really are different terms. And I think it's actually really important to kind of define them, talk about how they're different, how they're similar, and what the processes are like and and what they entail, and also whether or not there are particular times where it's better to sort of employ one tactic versus the other. So we're going to talk about all of that today, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, before we get into that, I actually just want to say happy full moon belated. We had our full moon in Libra a couple days ago this weekend on Sunday, depending on your time zone. For me here in the United States, it was Sunday. And I feel like this Libra full moon was actually a really significant relationship recalibration on a very wide scale level. I've had a lot of people reach out and say that this was a really fascinating week for them relationally where they had conflict with people in their lives or they became closer to people or it became clear where a relationship dynamic maybe wasn't working anymore or had become stagnant or outdated or where they realized they were giving too much of themselves or not enough. And I feel like if if this is you and your relationships or one relationship in particular is undergoing undergoing <laughs> um undergoing some kind of a uh you know growing pain I just want you to know that you're not alone and that this is a really natural thing for the annual Libra full moon to sort of um, bring about in your life. And it's important to note, by the way, that anytime we talk about an astrological event that brings the intensity, anything like an eclipse or a full moon, or really anything that might be going on, it's important to realize that none of these events are going to cause anything to happen to you that isn't essentially in alignment. And it's not even really going to cause anything to quote unquote happen to you Anyway, these events really just essentially bring forth things that are already at play in your life, things that are already there, but maybe we've been choosing to overlook them or ignore them. Full moons and eclipses and all of these things are essentially catalysts, but they're not, you know, forcing or making anything happen that's not already kind of leaning in that direction. So never be afraid of that. Never feel like a full moon is causing stress in your life. That's really not what's happening. What it's probably doing is making you more aware of things that typically um, you, you are already aware of, but you just may choose to allow the feelings to go a little bit dormant rather than you know, sort of acting on them decisively. And that's what full moons tend to instigate. So that might be what you're going through right now. And if it is, then just know that, as I said, you're not alone. And this is perfectly aligned for the time. And really take it as as interesting information, because that's really what it is. The Libra full moon shows us how and in what way we can become better people 
for the, the other people in our lives and how we can show up to our relationships in a more emotionally intelligent way. So hopefully that's been something you've learned and something that you can work with. And um, with that said, let's get into the content of today's episode. First, actually, I also want to say, if you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter, it's Tuesday at the time of my recording. And um, I'm not going to actually send out a newsletter this week, unfortunately. And that's just because... Things are a little busy here. I'm working on some birth charts, so um, I'm just not going to force myself to try to get that done this week. So don't think that you missed it or that it didn't come to you specifically. I just didn't send one out, and I'm okay. Everything's fine. Um, I'm just a little busy this week, so I will be sending one out next week, but you're not going to get one from me this week. So don't feel like you missed out or you were excluded. It just um, didn't go out, just so you know. So moving on, let's talk about goals versus intentions. So we are in creation season now. And when I say creation season, obviously as witches, we are essentially, and really not just as witches, everybody is always in creation mode. And actually, I just talked about this in the podcast that I recorded um, last week, which is all about conjuring and directing creative energy. We're all constantly as human beings in a state of creation, and we're always creating our reality every single day. As witches and magical people, we choose to be intentional about that process, but the truth is that everybody is always undergoing that process. Our lives, our apartment, our relationships, our job, you know, all everything around us in the physical world is the direct result of what we believe is possible for us, what we believe we can have, what we believe it's safe to accept, what we believe is available. So in that sense, we're literally constantly making choices every single day that create our lives. So when I say creation season, I don't mean to say that we literally aren't working magic, you know, six months of the year necessarily. But there is something especially magical about the time around March 21st. And that's because literally, you know, if we align to the cycles of the earth, this is the time where the earth is waking up. There is something in the air that is essentially powerful um, in, in the way of helping us to create rather than, you know, the other seasons, which are, you know, for fall, we typically take that time to you know, of course, we're still working magic, but we really like to focus during that time of year on more honoring what did come to pass and mourning maybe what we lost or the intentions that we set that never did come to be. And we could take that time to do some releasing work, some extraction work. And then in the wintertime, it's, you know, fairly traditional to use that moment as rest, reflection, contemplation, building our energy, and then in the summer, we, we typically enjoy the abundance. There's still a strong creative element, but really spring is the most magical season for big manifestation work. So this is a really timely episode, I feel. And I think it's important too, just to talk about the fact that, you know, we are creating all year round. So that's not necessarily a distinction that I think is significant. It's just that you know, there is something especially powerful now. I personally like to set my big intentions for the next year. So the next 12 month cycle, every spring equinox. So that's what I did. I set both intentions and goals this spring equinox. And I really want to talk today about what that process was like, sort of dividing them 
accordingly the, the different desires that I have and, and figuring out which is the best way to approach them. So first let's talk about kind of the difference between the two. So goals versus intentions. So goals are different from intentions and in that they are extremely specific. We know distinctly whether we have reached them or not. So for example, a goal could be, I want to lose five pounds. I want to gain 10 pounds. I want to increase my blood sugar by this many points. I want to um, be able to do a pancake split. I want to have made at least two friends. You know, they're, they're fairly specific. They often contain numbers. I want this to be the number that I see when I pull up my bank balance. They're, they're very, very specific. There's no ambiguity around whether or not we have successfully reached them. They're extremely clear and either we've reached the goal or we didn't reach the goal. It's pretty much that simple. Now, intentions are often detailed. And in fact, I always recommend when setting an intention to put pen to paper or, I mean, some which is really put a lot of stock in the actual art of handwriting something. And I do as well, certainly within the realm of spell work. But if you're just sort of writing or working with an intention, I think there's nothing wrong with like typing it in your phone in a note. And that way you have it with you all the time. And sometimes, you know, when we have these magical notebooks, it's so easy to lose them. It's easy to misplace them. They feel like something separate that has nothing to do with your quote-unquote regular life. And I feel like when I put a magical text or intention into my phone, it doesn't make it less sacred. It actually makes my phone more sacred. Does that make sense? Like, I'm just not a big fan of compartmentalizing and making it like, you know, this, this is a magical notebook. This is like a mundane notebook. My phone is never to be used in any way that's magical because it's inherently not sacred. Like, I'm a really big fan of actually just sort of combining it all and making everything that we have a magical tool. So we use our phones constantly, more than likely, maybe you don't, but for most of us, I think that the phones are a regular part of our everyday life. We use them to do business. We use them to, you know, reach out to people. We use them to express ourselves. And so they're very magical tools. And I think that, you know... Using the little note, I have an iPhone, I don't know what an Android is like, but using the little note app on your phone to um, kind of elaborate on an intention is really powerful. So just to give you an example, um, I have set the intention this spring equinox to expand and move into either a house or an apartment that is just a little bit larger, a little bit more updated than the one that I currently live in. And... Um, Intentions are fascinating because it's really important to know what you want and to dream big. So I have an actual bulleted list of all of the things that my dream living space that I'm hoping to move into within the next couple years has. Really good lighting, a really large updated kitchen with lots of counter space, a dishwasher, a really big clean modern bathtub that I can soak in every single day. It has to be in a safe part of town where I feel comfortable. I want it to be a residential area but still close to a lot of things. Um, it needs to have you know lots of space for my cat to be able to run around and play. I want it to have at least two, but probably more like three bedrooms so I can have an office space. Um, so there's lots of really specific guidelines that I have that I, you know, have kind of created and put in motion and, you know, 
made my request, if you want to word it that way, to the universe that is really specific. And I, I think that that's important to know exactly what you want. You know, Don't set the intention to find love. Describe and get clear with yourself and the universe on what the relationship that you want looks like. Is it monogamous? Is it really committed? What is your partner like? What is the energy around fighting like in the relationship? Um, what do you guys do together? What are the kinds of things that you share? So these are really important important points to consider when you're trying to manifest or or set an intention to receive something. It's really important that you know exactly what it is that you want to receive. So there is an element of detail-orientedness in intentions. They don't necessarily have to be that detail-oriented, but I think it's really important just for yourself, not necessarily because you're going to get everything, but it's important to know what you want and it's important to be clear on what your boundaries and your non-negotiables are going into anything. And sometimes when we really take the sacred time to put pen to paper or you know, write down what exactly these non-negotiables are, what exactly it is that we want um, in an ideal world. And maybe not every bullet point is an outright non-negotiable, but it's still important to sort of know what it is that you're, that you're really desiring in a perfect world. If you could have everything you wanted, what would that look like? And why not have fun with it, right? Why not assume that you can have everything you want? Because spoiler alert, you actually can. So that's, um, that's the kind of a difference that I would say intentions are detailed, but they're not necessarily specific. Um, and, and as much as they're detailed intentions inherently are subject to change. And when we set an intention, it is always with the understanding that we are open to something better. We're open to something different and we're open for the, the, you know, thing, the desire to ultimately maybe look a little bit different than what we have in mind. Now it's important to have something in mind just to go from. But at the same time, it is, there's still a level of allowing, allowing the universe to ultimately, you know, possibly deliver it in a different way. There's a humble understanding that we don't necessarily know everything about this particular situation. And as a result, you know, there could be, we could have something even better come through. So as much as I have very specific details about my dream apartment listed out, I also know that it's essentially going to be, you know, an intuitive knowing. When I see the house or apartment that I know is mine, I'm going to know. And it might, may or may not look the way that it does in my mind right now, but I, I will know. And it will, I think, probably be at least three out of four of those things. So that's the first difference. Goals are really specific. Intentions are detailed, but they're subject to change. And there's a higher level of flexibility. So goals are also within a time frame, a very specific time frame. So the goals that I set for the spring equinox, for the most part, are pretty much, you know, my hope is to achieve them by summer, so by June 21st. So I set a goal and my intention was to actually fulfill that goal and achieve that by the end of spring, so within a couple months. And that's the other thing about goals. They're not just inherently specific in what they are, but they're also specific in the sense that they come in a particular time frame. So I want to see $10,000 in my savings account by fall could be a goal that you set. 
Whereas intentions, the time frame is often sort of inherently ambiguous. Now, you might have an idea. As I said, I want to move into this new living situation, hopefully within the next year or two. But there's such a level of not totally knowing what's right and what's, you know, so many things that are beyond our control have to come into alignment that we have to allow flexibility in terms of timing. And we really are on divine timing when we're setting intentions. That's really what's ultimately calling the shots. So that's another really big difference between the two. So goals are inherently a little more of a masculine approach to manifesting. Setting a goal is a logical activity. It is mental. It is rational. It is masculine. We're in our Mars kind of yang energy when we set a goal. When we set a goal, we're literally relying on ourselves and our willpower to then achieve that goal. We are, you know, in a state of competitiveness with ourselves. We are in a state of just sort of relying on our our physical and mental strength to get something done. And that's kind of what it is. We are relying on practical steps that we then are hopefully going to take. And and that's another difference right there too, that goals inherently require action. We don't set a goal and then sit back and eat Cheez-Its and sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Like we literally, we set a goal and we understand that we're not going to achieve the goal unless we actively follow up with behaviors in the physical world that are going to bring that goal closer to us. And now we may be doing magic. We may be working spell work. We may be, you know, doing things in the subconscious metaphysical realm to bring that reality to us. And in fact, I recommend it. Um, In addition, for example, to going to the gym, you may also want to tap out food addiction if your goal is to lose a particular amount of pounds by, you know, a particular time. So you can absolutely combine the two, but goals really do imply and in fact require that we are taking actual tangible physical steps in our lives to, to affect the change. So intention, setting an intention is much more of a feelings-based feminine activity. And when we set intentions, we are connected to the way that we want to feel when the intention comes to pass. We are in a state of excitement and joy, and we are in a state of receptivity. And well intentions, it's kind of reversed. Well intentions may and often do require behavior and you know steps taken in the physical world. The work that we do in order to see an intention realized is largely metaphysical and internal. So when, for example, I wrote out my list of intentions for um, the spring equinox, when I wrote out everything that I wanted for my new dream living space that I'm trying to call into my life, I felt excited. I felt joy. I literally made it a ritual. I lit a candle. I burnt some sage. I didn't raise a circle. It wasn't like a formal spell, but I, I created a beautiful space. I, you know, really sat down and thought about what it is that I want. And I allowed a giddy feeling to arise in my belly. And, and I really allowed myself to have fun and to play around with, with the idea of what I desire and what could be possible for me. It felt good. It was, it was a feeling. Whereas when I set goals, to earn a specific amount of money, it wasn't really about connecting to the feeling in my sacral chakra as much as it was about, you know, sort of setting a mental standard for myself. So there's really a difference, whereas intentions are about how we feel 
And ideally, when we set an intention, we should feel excited. We should feel literally, viscerally in our stomach area. We should feel joy. We should feel excitement. We should feel even giddy about the possibility of moving into this beautiful dream home or or finding this love or whatever the case may be, whatever the intention is that you're setting. And then when we set a goal, it's not that it doesn't feel good. Of course it feels good. But the excitement feels really different. It's more in your head than your, than your belly. And so, again, that's just the difference between more of the masculine mode of manifestation versus the more feminine mode of manifestation. So intentions are, you know, they feel good to set physically and viscerally, whereas goals are more like there's, there's more of, we're in our masculine Mars mind when we are setting them. And then the other difference, as I said, is that, you know, with goals, we need an action plan inherently. So, you know, if we're going to lose the 10 pounds, we have to actively make a plan to move our body a little bit more. If we're actively going to make more money than we have been, we need to pick up some shifts. We need to ask for a raise. We need to maybe pick up a second job. We need to actively do something to affect that change and enact that change. Whereas intentions, so just to use my example still with the intending to move into a larger living space, that's a little more modern and just a little more big girl, if you will. Um, So I obviously can be doing things in the physical world to bring that closer to me. I can talk to people that I know that own properties. I can, you know, put it out there to people that I know that if they know of anybody who's moving out of a space that I'm interested I can open a dialogue, I can reach out to people, I can put it out there. There are things I can be doing to sort of facilitate this change, but at the same time, um, there's really not that much that I can do. Ultimately, either my dream space is here or it's not, and the work that I can do to bring that reality closer to me is really more metaphysical. So for example, after I set that intention, I've I've been tapping on it and I actually tapped last night. And tapping, by the way, for setting intentions is really powerful because a lot of times we have fear around receiving the things that we actually want. Either we believe that the other shoe will drop and if we have everything that we want, you know, something horrible is going to happen to balance out the scales. That's an old belief that I had for a long time that I'm still sometimes... um, catching myself falling into that I have to actively tap out. So we sometimes are actually afraid of getting everything we want because we believe that something terrible might happen if we do or that nobody gets or deserves to have everything that they want. Um, So it's a really good idea to really, regardless of what your intention is, to just tap alone on some of your limiting beliefs around having what you desire and, and being comfortable receiving that. You can also tap on on having guilt about wanting it because a lot of times women especially, although certainly, you know, everybody can experience guilt or shame around just, you know, why do I deserve this? Why do I get to have what I want when I see so many people in suffering? Why do I get to set this lofty goal and move into this beautiful home? I feel guilty about that. I feel ashamed that I want that. So tapping along with setting intentions is such a powerful thing. And really, that is the work that you should be doing while we're in that stage of waiting for something to to happen, you know, that is essentially probably out of our control in ways that are that are a little bit, you know, significant. So, and by the way, this is like, if we're going to defer to the tarot for a second, this is very Seven of Pentacles. Seven of Pentacles is kind of the card that when you set an intention, 
because I consider the pentacle suit to be essentially the journey of manifestation. So in the seven, we've come really far. We're later in the suit and we've set an intention. We have done everything that we can in the physical material world to maybe just put that into motion. We're clear on what we want. And now there's sort of this lag time because at this point, it's all things that are somewhat out of our control. It's divine timing. Um, it's other people perhaps that we're waiting on. And we can choose to use that time to be frustrated, to be angry, to be bored, to be impatient, or we can use that time to, to actually work on ourselves internally, to shift our beliefs, to you know draw that thing closer to us in a, in a quicker way. And that's sort of how intentions roll. To some extent, we really can't control and that's why they they don't come with a time frame in the same way that goals do. We might have an idea as in, you know, the next couple years or the next five to 10 years. But ultimately, with intentions, there usually is just some sort of element of this really can't be rushed. It's like baking bread. It, it's going to take a certain amount of time. And I don't know what that amount of time is, but, you know, it will require a particular set of circumstances that are beyond my control. So those are the differences between setting a goal and setting an intention. Now let's talk quickly about the word manifesting. Manifesting is a fun word, but it's extremely vague. And you know, all these words really, setting goals, setting intentions, manifesting, planting seeds, as I said at the beginning of the episode, they're thrown around so often in the metaphysical community and we often don't even really know what they mean. And so manifesting, in my opinion, can really encompass either of these things. So when we're setting a goal, That sounds pretty practical, but we really are manifesting when we're setting a goal. Manifestation isn't inherently inactive. When we're setting a goal and we are making shit happen in our lives and we're opening businesses and we're doing these things, that is still manifesting. And when we're setting intentions, that's certainly also manifesting. So I think manifesting can essentially entail either of these things. It's just a matter of which approach to manifesting we're taking, whether it's the more masculine way or the more feminine receptive way. So let's talk about whether or not it's appropriate to set a goal or set an intention based on your desire. So personally, I find that goals are fantastic for businesses, they're fantastic for health, they're fantastic for fitness, because these are stereotypically just areas of life that benefit more from this more badass CEO, masculine Mars energy, where we are kind of just, we're making shit happen. It's not a matter of sitting around and waiting for the universe to deliver us something. We are actively choosing to lose the weight. We're actively choosing to get healthy. We're actively choosing to, you know, open a business or to increase the the cash flow of our business. So um, there's a lot more accountability with goal setting. And so any area of life that we can slip into complacency really easily and where complacency is kind of the death of the goal is where it's really um, helpful to set a goal as opposed to an intention. And again, that involves following up with an action plan that involves having a very specific time frame within which you are daring yourself to complete the goal. So those are areas of life that I think tend to be appropriate for setting a goal. And if we set an intention to lose weight, if we set an intention to get our health under control, that's probably not going to happen. I'm just being honest. Like it, it just probably isn't because it's just too vague. It's too, you know, what does that even mean? Like, do you want to lose, you know, a certain amount of pounds? Do you want to gain a certain amount of pounds? Like, what is your goal? Like, 
And if we're not, if we don't really see it clearly, then we're just far less likely to feel inspired and motivated to jump on it. So, um, intentions though have a very specific place as well. So because setting an intention is inherently more feelings based, anything that's in any way sort of emotionally engaging in nature is much better to manifest through setting an intention than necessarily a goal. So let's say for example, that you want to find love and you want to manifest a relationship. It's hard to set goals around that because inherently with something like finding love, there is a huge element of of something beyond your control. You are on divine timing in that area of life because ultimately you could set a goal to go on a hundred dates in, you know, a year. You could absolutely set that goal. But you can't really set the the goal to find love or to get married by a certain amount of time. And honestly, I shouldn't say you can't because you absolutely could. You could literally, like Charlotte from Sex in the City, set a goal to get married. You could, and it's probably a goal that you would reach because there's plenty of people that are dying to get married out there, but you would end up married to someone that maybe isn't even in love with you. They're just dying to get married. Maybe you're not even in love with them because you've lost sight of your, you're disconnected from your feminine and your feminine energy is what helps you decide how you feel about people. And so we want to fall in love in our feminine. We want to develop a relationship in our feminine. I also would say that finding an apartment or a living space, which for me is a very emotional It's not a process that can be rushed. I could set a goal to move out in the next year, but ultimately that puts undue pressure on myself to possibly settle and that's not something that I'm interested in. So I hope that you can clearly see the difference between, you know, areas of life where it's appropriate to set an intention and sort of allow for the ambiguity, allow for the universe to intervene on your behalf versus a goal where there really isn't a lot of room for that because if we start to get ambiguous, we're going to lose we're going to lose the fire under our ass. And so both really are important and the reason I want to talk about this too is that I think that we get a little bit of a bad rap in the metaphysical community because people think that we are manifesting and, and in setting intentions and we hide behind these terms to avoid taking real action in our lives. But the truth is that this couldn't be further from reality. Witches are fantastic at setting goals. And we also know that when we set a goal, we really do need to follow up the physical actions with, with some underlying metaphysical work. And there is also a time for not setting goals. There's a time for, for allowing for, for, you know, the ambiguity as with setting an intention. So it's really important to sort of get clear on the difference between these two terms, which process is more effective for your particular desire that you're trying to achieve at any given time. And as I said, and you know, in light of creation season being upon us, I feel like this was a really timely conversation. So that is, that is it. That's everything I wanted to say. So hopefully this helped you. And I really do invite you, if you haven't really set any big goals or intentions for yourself for the next 12-month cycle, or maybe you don't want to set them for that long term, maybe you just want to set goals for spring. I did both personally. I like both short-term and long-term goals. I respond really well to having sort of both but um, everyone's different in that way, obviously. So I really do recommend, though, that you do some sort of a goal-setting or intention-setting ritual. And and do make it a ritual. Wear something nice, burn some candles, cleanse the space, make it like a really a really powerful and, and feel good date with yourself and figure out your finances, figure out your love life, your creativity, your living situation, your friendships, your social life, your business, if you have one, like 
break down your life as it looks right now and figure out how it could be better and and what it looks like to be better and how you can then fill that space and get yourself closer to that that highest possible outcome for yourself. And that's basically where goals and intentions come in and then essentially decide, you know, which is better for that particular area of life, for that particular desire and you know, clarify, find a time frame if it's a goal and if it's an intention, I still say get really specific, make your list, define what you want and then sort of let it go, do the subconscious work, tap out any any beliefs that you're not worthy, that it's not safe to want what you want and honestly, I'm telling you that if you if you approach your desires in this way, you will be a manifesting queen and that is kind of what this episode is all about. So, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think that I said everything I wanted to say. Um, so that's it. And once again, I apologize for not sending out the newsletter this week. I feel really bad about that, actually. But it is what it is. Um, but if you have not subscribed to my weekly newsletter yet, please do that. I send it out every Tuesday pretty much religiously. And in the newsletter, I pull a card for us. I talk about the astrology of the week. I publish a gratitude list. I will sometimes talk vulnerably about things that are going on in my life. So it really is a fun place to be if you're interested in these kinds of things. So um, I will link below in the description of this episode to subscribe to that. If you are interested, you will get an email from me on Tuesday morning of next week. And I also want to say that I am always accepting questions and topic recommendations for the podcast. So if you want to reach out with me for any anything really with any questions that you may have regarding crystals, tarot, astrology, witchcraft, manifestation, practical magic. Um, I think you know that we really effectively traverse the worlds here. So um, please reach out to me and you know share with me what you're thinking and, and whatever you might want me to cover. I can't promise that I will, but I am really good about responding to emails and you know I can probably at least provide some sort of insight for you via email, if not necessarily on the podcast. So um, my email is the smart, podcast at gmail.com. So that's pretty straightforward. And I will post that below too, in case you do forget. Um, if you do want to contact me, it will be there. So thank you again for listening and happy spring, happy belated Libra full moon. Um, I'm really, I've been feeling the podcast lately. I've been feeling like I really want to get back to really regular, um, episodes. So hopefully you'll be, you'll be hearing from me a lot more. And if not, then, then you can find me via email in your inbox next Tuesday, if you subscribe to the newsletter. So thank you so much again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will talk to you again very soon.